Welcome back to Focus. I'm Ron Sisko, and today I'd love to talk about representation in the media. This may seem contradictory to the appropriation episode, but I guarantee you it's not. It's a different conversation entirely. Appropriation is really the talk about culture and survival, but representation is about people. Representation matters. How you view yourself matters. How other people view you matters. In the media, you don't get to make the choice of how you're being represented. Someone's making that choice for you. And unfortunately, those choices are wide-ranging, and some of them have huge implications, even culturally. Uh, the, the thought that people from South America or Central America might be related to drugs or crime or anything thanks to movies that represent a culture that way. Some of the best black films relate to gang violence. A lot of Hispanic films relate to drugs or crime or trafficking. And when it comes to white media, it's broad ranging. Asian media, I mean, I'm thankful there's such a broad range of topics in Asian media, but usually that comes from the source. If you're in the United States and you're watching a movie with an Asian leading man or leading woman, more than likely that movie is about martial arts or other types of gang violence. Really kind of realizing that leads to a lot of tough conversations. Why don't we have leading Asian actors who star in roles that aren't related to martial arts films? Why can't they be romantic comedies or horror movies? A lot of the most important commentary right now regarding black media has to do with the transposition of, of what stereotypes there are and what black characters kind of endure from a media standpoint. I'd look to probably the most important music video thus far. Childish Gambino's This Is America is a stunning indictment of what our media expects of black culture and what we expect of black people thanks to what black culture tells us. Admittedly, it's going to be a hard conversation. No matter who you're talking to, no matter what the subject's going to be about, no matter what approach you take, how civil that conversation is going to be is completely based on how mature the people you're talking to are. And it's not going to be pretty. I guarantee you no conversation about this is going to be pretty. It's going to be very passionate from the sides of people who want to keep the status quo and from the sides of people who believe that change needs to be made and you are the problem. But all you have to do is listen. Take the narrative in. Have some thoughts. Express those thoughts. And make sure that the people you appeal to with those thoughts are more diverse than just the same people you've had that same conversation with over and over again. That's how you get a difference in opinion. That's how you evolve your opinion. And let's be honest, most of those opinions are formed from a place of ignorance. The fact is, you're a human being, and you were born in this world not knowing even how to feed yourself. I mean, you could suck. That was it. Look at that. You're born to suck. It's the first thing you do. But unfortunately, until you're taught how to do anything else, you can't do anything. You observe. You relate. You process. You learn. And then you do. The thought that you would be inherent in any sort of knowledge, regardless of technique or skill or culture, is absolutely ridiculous, especially if you've grown up outside of that culture. If it's not your culture, why would you know anything about it? So listen. It's fine to be ignorant. It's not okay to stay ignorant. Staying ignorant is how we end up with the same problems. When you say, I'd rather things were the way I've always been comfortable with them, what you're really saying is, I reject any notion 
of becoming better than we were. That's not okay. Right now, the media is very hot on these kinds of topics. We're so quick to judge people based on what they've done in their past. And some of it deserves it. And we should be aware of it. We should certainly be aware of it. We should certainly be mindful of the things that have happened in the past. But at the same time, we also have to be mindful of the fact that things have changed over time. We can't look going forward at what the right thing would be because we're not even sure what the right thing is today. There's also like a weird whiplash effect that comes with this kind of discussion. I think the loudest of the opposition comes from gamers, actually, which you would think is a group of people who should be used to diversity. But unfortunately, that's not the case. The truth of the matter is the last 35 years of gaming has been dominated by a lot of white, heterosexual male characters that are, I guess, given to us as the ideal person to be. There are some strong female characters, but they're more a minority. A lot like, well, not at all like real life if you think about it, so it's kind of ridiculous. And even beyond that, having colored or queer or transsexual characters is just non-existent entirely. I'm going to quote somebody who was using some pretty foul language on the internet. And I'm not against using foul language in my real life. I try to keep it off the podcast. But this word I don't use in my real life because, well, it doesn't belong in my real life. On the subject of the new game Apex Legends, well, new for 2019, a few of the prominent characters are actually gay. And it really hasn't generated much of a conversation in the media, but on Twitter, it's become kind of a... Well, it's, it's almost like a dog whistle. It's brought out all these homophobic people having problems with these characters that they think are interesting, that they, they don't relate to because they're gay or lesbian or queer. I, I don't really know the terminology, to be honest with you. I just try to remain respectful. And I, I just, I guess I don't see a problem with it. If you're relating to a character that's not like you, that's such an amazing, amazing thing. But this one particular user on Twitter said, is there any way you could make this character not gay because I don't want to play as a faggot? I just, it blew my mind that this was the only problem that they had with the character. It, and it's one of those things that becomes a problem just in general for this conversation. I was having a conversation with one of my viewers during a Twitch stream in which he complained that his problem wasn't with the inclusion of queer or uh, colored characters, but his issue was that he felt like so many media companies were just trying to check off boxes to make sure that there was some sort of representation. He said that those people who need those things don't buy media. And I don't know whether or not that's true. I've never done the research. But the truth is we don't pick these things in real life. And I think the biggest problem in writing in general is we've been taught that when your character isn't the norm, isn't some average Joe representation of male heterosexuality, you need to justify it with some sort of reason. And that hasn't been the case in books lately, thankfully. But it kind of makes you think that you have to justify your existence if you're different. And that's 
so completely wrong. You don't choose to be different. You're different because you're here. Everyone is different. Everyone is is imbued with some sort of spark. And even in the same circumstances, in the same environment, we'll all grow up a little bit different. And to have to justify that is, well, it's, it's unbelievable. It's racist. It's sexist. It's homophobic, transphobic. These people exist. And you base characters based on your real life. It happens a lot. Do those other people not exist in your real life? What does it say about you if you've written a book and all of the characters in your book are white people? Or if you're black and all of the characters in your book are black people? It says that you don't have experience in diversity. I can't make exceptions to Asian people, to be honest with you. It happens quite a bit there as well, especially in movies. I mean, if you're in China, more than likely... All of the movies are full of Chinese people. If you're in India, well, you know what I'm saying. But that's also exactly what I'm saying. Your lack of diversity, the lack of diversity in your life, the lack of diversity in your environment is expressed through that particular media. When you see a black character in a Chinese movie or a white character in a Korean movie, you'd better believe that they've come up with some reason for why that character's got to be there even if the reason that they are there is because they wanted to sell a name on something. To anyone who gets annoyed by the idea of checkboxing in terms of writing or scripting or world creation, I just kind of wonder what your world looks like. Now, I'm Asian and Hispanic, so it's not super fair of me to say something like this. My entire world is full of diversity. Uh, I'll say that black people are definitely more comfortable with my presence than I, if I were a white person. They know that I've endured some semblance of the discrimination that they've experienced. And if I speak a little Spanish, I usually get in with Hispanic culture. And I look Asian enough that it's not much of a problem, but I'm not left, let in very closely. Checkboxing, that definitely feels like one of those things that you're worried about because you're not used to that environment. Now, this kind of thing is pretty prevalent, especially in advertising. Like when you see some advertisement for a corporate office or a college or a cereal and you see a group of people and one is black and one is white and one is Asian and there's two girls there. And, you know, the, that whole creation just feels very forced because we see a rainbow of diversity. I understand that. But at the same time, that's inclusion. And there's nothing wrong with checkboxing in that kind of advertisement. I definitely understand when people complain about checkboxing because they look at something like the pamphlet for the corporation or the advertising for a hospital and they say, well, that feels very unnatural. Of course it feels unnatural. It's a photo shoot. But I also want to point out that checkboxing is kind of important. Even if it feels like it's forced, just to let it happen over time to become naturalized to the idea that other people deserve some sort of representation. And it's very interesting because I'm sure that somebody will probably complain that I'm attempting to indoctrinate you with my ideas, that my pushing this agenda on you means that I'm changing you for the worse. But think about what kind of person that is. If you're listening to this and you think, well, this person is just trying to change my position on, on people so that I'll become 
a liberal or a pansy, then you probably haven't been listening for long and you certainly still aren't listening. But if you are, and it's your intention to become angry with me, that's fine. I've put myself out there with the ex expectation that we'll have some sort of conversation, whether it be civil or uncivilized. But I know that I want you to look into what you're saying about yourself. And this isn't about indoctrination. This is about being tolerant. I don't want to find a reason to hate people. I said this a couple of episodes ago. I love everyone. I love you. I don't even know who you are, and I love you because you're here. But if all you want is a reason to exclude people because it makes you uncomfortable, because you feel like you're being pushed out, realize for a moment that there's entire groups of people who have been left out entirely until this point. And this is the conversation we have the most often, especially in the media and Hollywood, which is at times both a liberal beacon and a conservative sinkhole. And I wish people would make up their minds on which one they want to call it. Hollywood has for years overlooked race as a, a means for, well, I'm not really sure why. They claim profitability, they claim exposure, they claim marketing. But it's not hard to find someone who represents the thing you're casting for. How many times have Korean people been cast as Japanese actors? Have Japanese characters been cast as Chinese actors? How many times have, well, I mean historically, how many times have Hispanic actors been shunned in favor of white just because they're just a different skin tone. And oh my God, how many times have those actors been made up to emulate a Hispanic skin tone? I mean, Vasquez in the James Cameron feature Aliens is not a Hispanic woman. Now, that's not a discredit to the actress. And I'm not saying that any actor should be held accountable for this kind of thing, although I wish they would be more mindful of the casting. Work is work, and you have to feed yourself. But Hollywood is super responsible for who is being cast for what part. There's a downside to that as well. Because people only see what they want to see. There's a backlash in Hollywood that so many white actors feel like they're being pushed out of parts. Because they're actually casting black or Hispanic, or Asian actors to fill parts written for these characters. That's unbelievable. How entitled do you have to be to walk into a profession where the 1% of the 1% of the 1% still have to compete to be good enough? Tomorrow, no matter how high you were, you may not still have a job. You may not still be the it boy or the it girl and say, no, these parts are being taken away from me. I guarantee you that if you're complaining about that kind of thing, you didn't have the mindset to be successful in Hollywood. What are you doing? And then the fans. I, I don't know what happened, but people can't just be fans of anything anymore. There has to be this ugly conversation around everything that's happening. 
The Hunger Games is probably the the one example that that just hit me the worst. Everyone was upset with the casting of Lenny Kravitz. Uh, I'm not even sure what the part is as a, a fashion designer. And honestly, I I hadn't thought about Lenny Kravitz in a long time. Not that there's anything wrong with his music. It's not really my cup of tea, but... You know, I, I just hadn't heard of Lenny Kravitz in a while. And then he's in this movie, and I thought he did a fine job. But apparently everybody's upset about the fact that they took a character and made him black. Well, first of all, that's the status quo. White, white characters exist, and adding diversity there isn't really taking away from anything. We're just adding diversity. Second of all, the character in the books was black. And so many people were so set on this character being white because they didn't read the part or didn't understand the part or didn't acknowledge the part where the character was black. What does that say about you? Did any of those people apologize afterwards and say, oh, damn, I guess I had it wrong. No, they were so attached to the idea of this character that they liked, they really cared for and they couldn't care for them if they were black. So they scribbled that part out in their mind. Wow. Just, wow. I guess from this conversation about representation in the media, what I'm really trying to say, and I've gone the long way around on purpose, what does it say about you? What are your feelings? And what are your thoughts? And what is what you hold as a value say about you. Are you tolerant? Is there a reason that you're not for a certain representation? Is it just that you're denying diversity in your life? There are people in your life who represent these things. And they're afraid to tell you if you don't know about it. Or you've surrounded yourself only with people who match your ideal. I want you to ask yourself, what does it say about you? And I want you to take your choices going forward and make sure that they represent you. I can't tell you what to think. It's not my mind to tell you what to think. It's my mind to make sure you're asking yourself a question. Focus is a Patreon-supported podcast, and I want to thank so much my Patreon supporters, Vigilanthe and Anastasia Baverhausen, for their support. Without you, this is impossible. Episodes are available on iTunes, Google Play, hopefully Spotify when that gets sorted. For more information and, or access to the other episodes, you can stop by at focusbycisco.com, or if you have any comments or anything you'd like to say, I'd love to hear it. I'll see you when the plot requires it, but until next time, be excellent to each other.